Welcome, everyone. Welcome back to the Honest Art Podcast with me, Jody King. Uh, I can't wait to share my guest with you today. Full disclosure, uh, Dr. Kathleen Funk is my guest. I know her as Kathleen because she and I have, through the course of many years, um, have we have morphed into dear friends. And so um, we're going to try to stay professional. <laughs> But there's a there's a large um, percentage that it, we will go off the rails at some point today. So um, having said that, um, Dr. Kathleen Funk, let me just read you the bio because I have things I can say about Dr. Kathleen Funk. I'm going to call her Kathleen. Uh, that um, that wouldn't be reflected in her bio, but I want you to know her in the way that I was originally introduced to her, and that is as um, as a healer. And uh, as an intuitive, and then later as an abstract artist. So I'm going to just, let, let's just do this. So Dr. Kathleen Funk is a fourth generation healer and intuitive, which is unbelievable. We're going to get into talking about that because I think your story is fascinating. Um, and abstract artist that practices out of the, her medical clinic, Acupuncture Integrative Medicine in Houston, Texas. And Dr. Funk has been a student of martial arts and meditation and energetics for 30 years. And she loves integrating her intuitive and traditional energetic practices with her creative process. And we are going to learn more about that. Her passion is holding space for people to get unstuck and reintegrated into their mind, body, and spirit through, wait for it art and the energy healing modalities that have been passed down to her. So welcome, Dr. Kathleen Funk. Hello, Jody King. Thank you so much for having me. It's such an honor to be here. Well, I, I'm excited. Um, I'm so excited because many people know, um, not everyone, but many people know that you and I uh, host one workshop a year together. Uh, mm -hmm. We started doing this last year. And we had this crazy idea. I don't even remember how it happened, but do you remember when we kind of came up with this crazy idea to teach together? Yes, we were um, having brunch on, on Elizabeth Street, I think. Uh -huh. And I don't recall the name of the restaurant. Is that Elizabeth that Street Cafe? Restaurant. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, and we were having brunch with my partner, Alan, and we were just talking about... Um, our personal practices. And I think that you're the one who was like, we got to do something together. And I was like, F yeah, let's, <laughs> let's get into it. And this is something that came up organically um, that just felt really natural, which is why I, I think that, that, that contributed to the success of this retreat because it just felt like it made sense. <laughs> yeah. Well, so you're passionate and you have all of the training and, um, as you said, these energetic modalities, and then you use these in your own art, in your own yeah. um, painting and art practice. And then we just came together and we put together, put those two together and we, we taught a retreat together, but, but we're kind of getting a little bit ahead of ourselves. That was so fun <laughs> that, that we did that. Uh, by the way, for those of you who um, 
who are watching this on YouTube, the painting behind Kathleen uh, is one of her incredible, incredible pieces. So I'm so glad that you're sitting in front of that. And for those of you who are just listening to this, um, too bad. (laughs) (laughs) Catch it on YouTube. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, Okay. So Kathleen, you are, um, but you know, you're a doctor, you have your own clinic in, in Houston. So tell us, you know, but you're also an artist. And I love that we're having this conversation because so many people um, that uh, are listening to this, they would probably say that they identify as a profession with what they do during the day and they do more art on the side. And, and I love that you're like, you don't have to choose, you know, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I think that it's really interesting because um, even, even uh, with, some of my friends and the people who have encountered me in both spaces, they're like, so when are you going to do one or the other? And it's like, it, it's almost frustrating because it's like, I don't have to choose. I don't have to choose. And each practice lends to, to the other so well, because, you know, my, my spiritual cultivative practice, which now includes my art informs me as a healer. And my, the space that I hold as a healer, um, informs me as an artist as well. And so I, I feel like I need both in my life in order to, to go further. For sure. Uh, to develop. Yeah. yeah. And what part of my, med- my, um, art practice includes, you know, meditation and just plugging mm-hmm. in. And so I think that's, you know, we were speaking the same language, but, um, I did not grow up like I wasn't that kid that was drawing and um, painting and have you know any sort of uh, visual art stuff. I didn't grow up that way. Can you tell us how art played a role maybe in your uh, you know childhood or your upbringing and you know just walk us through that? Totally. I think that you know this is something that you and I have connected over because we didn't grow up with access to the arts because we didn't grow up with many resources. And the truth is, is that when we were younger, you know, you had to pay for art supplies, you had to pay for classes, and we just didn't have that. And I grew up thinking that art was for other people. I, I, was in a, I grew up in a family that really appreciated art, that had artistry, you know, like we have music, we have, um, we have a love for aesthetic, you know, but and and a deep respect for art but making it was a different story like my dad dabbled in some painting but growing up it was really expensive to like get crayons even like I had basic set of crayons that was like Christmas yeah (laughs) that was my Christmas present and it was like great now you have school supplies (laughs) um and so the idea of like having a full color palette to play with or like the tools necessary to play with that. I, um, it just wasn't, I had told myself that it wasn't for me. Mm-hmm. And so it wasn't until I was older with my own resources where I was like, you know what, I'm going to do this for myself. Like fuck the story that I told myself. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it was something a reality. Yeah. Yeah. So what, and, tell, it, tell us about the, the moment where you're like, fuck this, I'm doing this for myself. Because I think that's when you and I don't, I, I may be wrong, but I think that's close to the time that you, um, you and I started talking and 
I don't know. Tell tell me. I could be could be wrong about. Yeah, that. that was totally around the time when you and I started talking. I I remember like just looking through the art supply store and going like, I have no idea what any of this is, but this this feels like candy to me, <laughs> and I want to play with this anyway. And so it started off. Um, this is kind of convoluted, but then not convoluted, but rather there were a lot of things that were converging in my life that was like, that was very, very interesting. I had a friend, um, Cora, who did this really beautiful uh, energy reading for me. And the way that she does her readings is that she'll actually like um, draw out the visions and the experience that she sees. Uh, and then she gives you like this really great mapped out sort of like a sketch for you to take home. Anyway, uh, I saw that and it was like, oh my gosh, that's the first time I've ever connected like spirit and my meditations to something that I can create. Um, and, and in like in 3d basically. <laughs> and so I'm like, why don't I just try like a few watercolors? And of course, like that little voice in my head was like, but you're not an artist. You, you never touched any of these things. Um, and it, there was something in me that was just like, fuck it, just do it. Yeah. And I started off by painting what I experienced within my meditations. And I found that to be so therapeutic. Now, around the same time, you were talking about um, your art retreat in Sedona, uh, the Honest Art Retreat in Sedona. And I went, well, I have no idea what I'm doing and I would love to learn. And it's been a while since I've taken time to myself. I'm, I'm going to join. Yeah. <laughs> and so I... I signed up, I signed up for it. And then I tried to talk myself out of it. <laughs> like, I'm like, who the hell has time to take an entire week off? I got to fly my ass to Sedona. First, you got to go to like Phoenix and then drive there, right? Or Flagstaff and then drive there. Um, doing what? Because like, I'm painting. And I was so close to talking myself out of it. And my parents and my partner were like, no you're doing this. They booked my ticket, booked my hotel and like forced me to go. And honestly, it was, it was life changing for me. Oh, well, you know, I think ever I think so many of us can relate to that, to the, mm -hmm. you know, who are we to this or other people. And, you know, you're, you're, you're healing people in your practice. I would imagine, you know, stepping away from your practice was, was difficult as well. So I think a lot of people can relate to this. Like, who am I to indulge myself right. in this way? And, right. and, then, and so can you talk about what happened when you started creating again? Because I know, I don't, I don't you know, you and I haven't talked about this, but one of the things that um, so moved me by witnessing you and your art was the way that you really, you put your head, that we were in a room, there were quite a few people, I believe there were like 17 or 18 artists in the room. You put your headphones in and you just were very um, in it. You know, it's like you were, were, you, were, you were in your own space and to see how your work evolved just over three or four days was so cool to watch. <laughs> but then- um, I don't know if you recall this, but we we were together in Sedona, I want to say in like May, and then I believe in the fall, you had your first, like somebody asked you to do a show. Yes. And you started yes. selling your, you sold some of your pieces. 
the month I got back, somebody somebody asked to purchase one of my paintings and I had no um yeah, I had no plans to do that. I I created my first painting after I got back from Sedona. And I was like, oh, this is so precious. This is my own painting. I'm going to keep this forever. And then somebody was like, hey, I'll pay you 200 bucks for it. And I'm like, sold. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, yeah, I'll make another one. <laughs> and it was so... Um, and it wasn't, it wasn't the act of me making money off of it. It was that someone thought it was precious enough to exchange resources for it. They, they wanted to put value to it. And they, they affirmed to me that like, this is something that I would be very happy to have in my home. And it was the first time I realized that I could create something and it could be um, something healing in someone's home that they could keep. It, it was it was so cool because I had never considered um, my healing practice to be something like that, that I could create something and have it be like a talisman within somebody's home that could remind someone to be joyful, to check in with themselves, to be more mindful. And um, even with with many of my commissions now, like I hold space for specific intentions that um, people want to convey. And so I'll, I'll actually channel and do blessings for my paintings and um, I'll write messages for healing. I'll write messages for peace and grounding. Um, I'll write messages specifically for like empowering um, and energizing spaces. And it's so cool because it, it no longer just becomes a painting, but rather something really powerful in a room that continues to give. I'd love that. And I believe that artists are some of the most important people on the planet because yes. we validate the human experience. Mm-hmm. You know, when we are are open and we are, when we're going to talk more about this, when we just kind of allow the the creativity to flow through us and we are able to reflect back somebody's experience, whether through it's through song or whether, you know, whatever it might be, but through art, you are you know, what, what I think I hear you saying is like through the, it being a talisman, through it being a blessing, it's, it's a reflection of the people and the, it's, I mean, I just think that's, it's a beautiful healing thing to have in your home. Absolutely. I, I really see art as a reminder that we are connected to something greater. You know, it's a reflection of that beauty, that divinity that perhaps we can feel, but we can't always see. And how cool is it to be part of a profession in which we create something out of nothing? Right. <laughs> like Holy on the daily, shit. on the daily, on the daily, we, we take these things that are abstract in the ether and we put it into the 3d world. And I think that that's such a beautiful, beautiful work of alchemy. <laughs> For sure. Okay. So that brings me to my next question. Um, speaking of, you know, a beautiful work of alchemy. So you've heard me talk about this, you know, it's called the honest art podcast because mm-hmm. I call it honest art. And, and what I mean by honest art is it's something that had never existed in the world. We're not looking left and right and saying, I want to paint like that person. I want to emulate that person's art. It's when we are open to being the faucet and co-creating mm-hmm 
with spirit, co-create, whatever, you know, you want to name it, right? Co-creating and allowing that the water, so we're the faucet, we're not allowing that creative uh, to flow through us. But I think oftentimes it's hard to trust that, especially if it's like, well, if it's never been done before, we don't know if it's good. And so that's one of the reasons why we look left and right to try to emulate, right? But if we just allow ourselves just to create the honest art to bring into the 3D world, right? Um, It's always surprises me. It always blows my mind what can happen. So tell us about some of your practices, because this is why I love teaching with you in our workshops, because you bring these practices, you you teach these practices, which allows for just incredible, I don't know what the word is, energy, creativity to move through it. So can you tell us a little bit about some of those practices that you incorporate into your art? Yeah. So what I'd love to do is kind of like paint a picture or just give you the context in which like I use this and how I adapt it from my healing practices. Right. So like when a person comes in to heal, um, it's not the role of the healer to go, I will fix you. Because if you're trying to use spirit to do that, then your ego gets in the way. And the first question that I have to ask is what does your spirit, what does your body need? And I allow that person's spirit to speak to me so that I can that I can so that I can help support the the harmonious flow of everything, right? Because if I want to step in and go like, I'm gonna make you fixed, that's gonna fuck everything up. Wow. Like that you 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 just come up with even more stagnation from a Chinese medical standpoint. Now, similarly with a painting. Like if I look at a canvas and I go like, I'm going to make you a certain way, like, yes, this, there, I mean, obviously there are like uh, algorithms and like formulas. We know what works, right? But if you're hitting that formula every single time and you're devi- devoid of any spirit, like your artwork is going to be boring as fuck. <laughs> it's going to be completely devoid of any spirit right and then you have like these pieces of art in the world that are simplistic things that feel absolutely spontaneous that don't even make sense rationally or even like what we deem to be correct and beautiful in the art space and they move you and they're so powerful because they're honest because they're authentic because they have spirit and and that's the kind of art that I'm personally interested in, that I know that you and I have had many conversations about that I know that you're interested in too. And yeah. I think that there's space for all different types of art, right? But like, if if we want to tap into that, that art that has that je ne sais quoi, I think that we have to like tap into our spirit. We have to tap into who we are at our core and then channel that. Yeah, absolutely. So what are some of the things... <laughs> this, this makes my heart right. fast, right? I could talk about talk about this forever. Uh, so, what are, what some, are some of the things, things that you do that open that up? Yeah. So, like um, now that we have like the context for that, it, it what I love to do is one at its very core, very simple meditation. Yes, sitting with yourself. You know, being able to sit with yourself, being able to listen to spirit is the most important thing. 
um, being able to tap into what's going on within yourself and have the art be the litmus test of what your internal world is like (laughs) is I think uh, at the core of that. And, you know, some of the practices that I shared in um, the retreat that we did together are energetic practices that we use in um, traditional healing to refine our own spirit. So one of the exercises or the, the modalities is called Qigong. And that translates to energy work, energy cultivation, because qi means energy of breath, gong means a cultivation of that skill. And so when you work with that energy and you refine it and make it more vibrant, more potent, then you can you can tap into that better. You can synthesize it more. You can channel it better too. So qigong, breath work, meditation are, are part of, kind of like my toolbox in being able to channel that. Yeah. And when we, uh, I had never done Qigong before, uh, before our retreat uh, last year. And by the way, we'll talk about this later or in a bit, but uh, Dr. <laughs> it's so funny, Dr. Kathleen Funk, I call her Kathleen. Uh, she and I are going to be teaching this retreat again at the Uplands Center in the Catskills in upstate New York in August, August 11th through 15th. And we'll, uh, if you're interested, we'll put, you can just click on the link in the show notes to get more information. But, um, but I had never done Qigong before. I was excited to, to, you know, experience that um, with you. And one of the, the things that I was most uh, surprised by is the level of groundedness that I felt and, and, and peace. So my, I have ADD or what, you know, I think a lot of people do, but my mind just goes all the time. And so when I sit to uh, not sit, but when I create, um, I, I can oftentimes feel completely discombobulated. And so I just get into the canvas and I don't, I don't know really what's up, but your practice that you showed us and you taught us um, helped me feel really grounded and in touch with just like centered so that when I did approach the canvas, it's like, it's like all of the chatter was gone and I could, yes, I could like hear so much better. I don't know if that's, I'm explaining that very well, but yeah. So like, because, because I assume that many of your audience are like visual people, right? (laughs) It's, it's almost like when you do these practices, when you take time, to ground down, then you become a stronger antenna for, for those messages, for that channeling of that energy. And um, that is essentially what we do in those practices. Like traditionally speaking, the way that Chinese medicine even sees the body is that um, we are a bridge between heaven and earth. Mm -hmm. And if that bridge, our body, our mind is, discombobulated, discentered, then we're not able to channel that. Mm-hmm. Um, but if we're able to align between those energies, then we're able to bring that heavenly energy and make it manifest into the earth, which is like exactly what an artist does, I feel, um, to, to take those things and the divine, and the ether and, and make it 3D into this world. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. So, um, Having said all of that, 
uh, one of the things that I, um, that we visited about is your, you teach, uh, Qigong. Am I saying that right? Yeah. Okay. T-H-I-G-O-N-G. The way you teach it is, is, um, incorporates many different practices, right? So if someone wanted to, um, learn more about, you, you know, the way you do Qigong, how would they, how would they learn about that? So, shit. Um, this is something that I'm actually working on with uh, my executive assistant as well. So we actually have a practice portal on acupuncture.com. And uh, the details of it, I think, will be a little bit more clear whenever this podcast actually comes up. So I'll share the link with you. Um, but we have a practice portal on there that has uh, recorded meditations, um, energy exercises, breath work, and specific um embodiment exercises that you can do in conjunction with your art to either prepare you and ground you to set you up for like a successful art session um, or even to stimulate creativity. So I, I highly recommend for people who want to cultivate that creative energy and want to be able to learn how to channel that and put that onto the canvas. Um, I think that this is going to be a really cool resource for them. Awesome. Well, we'll put that link in the, in the show notes as well. Um, because so often I say, well, I meditate before I, um, I create or, you know, do this or do that. And it'd be like, I don't even know, I don't know where to start with that. You know, you're, you say to meditate, you say to bring in energy, but I don't know how to start. And so I'd love that you are going to have that available because that'll be a great resource for so many people to, um, to start doing, you know, and, and just see what do you got to lose? See how <laughs> it changes your, your art practice. Right. Yeah, I thought it was pretty cool because, um, you know, like you had mentioned, this is the first time we've ever held space like this, uh, combining art and this energy work in a formal setting. And it was so much fun. (laughs) It was so beautiful because we spent the morning getting in touch with that spirit and grounding down into it so that when we got into the the into the studio, everybody was like ready to go. Like there was no like feeling stuck about what to put on the canvas. It was just like, I, I'm just going to let it flow. And, and it's so beautiful to see so many artists like be willing to be so open in, in that flow. Yes, for sure. (laughs) For sure. Yeah. Because it's like, well, I don't know how to do that. Well, if you are interested in learning, there are a couple of different ways to do it. Number one, you can for sure work. Kathleen and I are teaching this in the, uh, like I said, at the Uplands, um, and we we only take 12 people. So there's that. Uh, sadly, but we want to be able to hold space and this, it's so beautiful, but we only take 12. But if you can't make it to the Uplands, um, another resource for you is to head over to um, Acupuncture. And again, the link will be in the show notes and, and just see how it affects your, your art practice, how meditation and, you know, some of these these different things that Kathleen offers can uh, affect your art practice. Okay. So uh, we're real quick. I have a few more questions I want to ask you, but there are a lot of our listeners who, like I said at the beginning are not full-time artists and um, are, you know, maybe nervous. Maybe they painted a long time ago. Maybe they only paint here and there. Um, but uh, for people who maybe have not painted in a long time or ever, um, what would you say to them about starting again or starting for the first time? Just 
fucking paint. Yes! <laughs> because trust me, like in our world, we are going to we are going to make so many excuses. There's always going to be something more important, something more pending, something more urgent that we're gonna put ahead of ourselves. Right. But I don't know about you, Jody, but like when I paint, it feels like breathing to me. And I know that I feel brighter. I feel better. I feel more connected to myself when I'm able to express that creativity. And it doesn't have to be a whole deal. Like it doesn't have to be like a big deal where you like set up a whole room and then you got to do like a huge canvas. Like just get it on a journal, get it on like a little art card if you have to. Like, um, for instance, every day, uh, before I start my day, I meditate and I figure out what my three main priorities are in the day. And I have a whole bunch of these pasta markers. <laughs> I'd love they're those. like, they're like my little acrylic markers. They're like my crayons throughout today. And I will take a card and I will put my three priorities on there. And I don't want to like show what I'm doing on here. Okay. Wait. Yeah. Yeah. This is okay to show. So like, this is my today. I pick out my colors. Notice my complementary colors. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I have ground, embody, and be present. That's one of my priorities, right? And I put you are here just to remind myself. And I have podcast with Jody King. Of course, it's a big deal. Yeah, um, and you. I have planned this week with my team. But it's it's this little thing in which I incorporate my art, right? Like this isn't a huge piece on a canvas, but I, I want to be able to infuse little things with joy and play and creativity and this is enough for me to feel stimulated because I'll look at these colors and go like oh this would be great on a canvas <laughs> like why don't I try that on a sketch why don't I put that on a on a can uh, on like an actual canvas but anyway that's that's my thing if you're feeling stuck and you just want to take little baby steps incorporate it into your life um, but if you're making a whole bunch of excuses, say, fuck it and just do it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's what one of my idols is Richard Branson. And, uh, that's, uh, that's one of his famous sayings is screw it. Let's do it. Yeah. And well, we could just say, fuck it. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's a lot more proper. He's Sir Richard Branson. <laughs> I know. Sir Richard Branson. Okay. So, um, again, if you are, are thinking that, energy, incorporating energy work, meditation, qigong, laughter, fun, um, all of that, uh, uh, along with painting, uh, would be something that you're interested in. Dr. Kathleen Funk and I are teaching a workshop together. Um, uh, and uh, we are going to be releasing those seats uh, on um, in just a few days. So again, go to the link uh, in the show notes. If I may also put an addendum to that, because last year we did like a lot of basic tapping into energy, right? This year, I definitely want to talk a little bit more about how we actually channel the energy and make that connection a little bit stronger from like, if we want to tap into specific energies and put that onto the canvas, we'll be talking about that this, this time around. Oh, that's cool. I can't wait. <laughs> um, okay. So uh, we have a little tradition here. At the on the Honest Art podcast, where a previous guest leaves a question for the next guest, and they don't they don't know who the guest is going to be, so I'm going to ask you the question from the previous guest, and then I'm going to ask you to leave a question for 
our next guest. So don't freak out. Okay, so the I'm question I know. So the question that was asked by the previous guest is what is the last thing you saw that excited and inspired you? You know, TBH, it's it's almost always art. <laughs> so um, I'm going to go, it, it would be this painting over here. <gasps> I love that piece. Yeah, I really love this painting so much. Um, and it's not like, oh, because I've done such a great job at it. But um, let me just tell the story of this painting right here. Um, this is my gift to my partner of eight years. Oh. Wait, we're about to we're about to be ten years now. <laughs> but this was this was made for our eighth anniversary. And um, when I do commissions, I hold space for my patron and I channel their energy and put that onto the canvas. And I realized that I hadn't done that for my partner yet, and I was very curious to see what that was going to look like. And so I tapped into his energy and I put that on here. Oh, that is so, so beautiful. That's Alan's energy on there. And so when I wake up in the morning, I see this and I'm like reminded of that feeling of him, of that that uh, harmony, that support, that groundedness. And it inspires me. And so like that, I, this is why I love um, putting paintings in my space that are like talismans because like, they they have to be of interest they have to have spirit and they have to resonate something within me so that i can i can feel supported in my day i don't know does that make sense that makes that makes total sense and i love that you did that um and i since i know alan i i think i appreciate the the piece even more and it feels what? so it feels so i think authentic and real and to your point about having you know spaces around you in, i mean uh, sorry art around you in your space as a reminder, I, I painted a, um, I believe it's a seven, a nine foot, eight foot, I don't know, but, but big ass painting. Um, it's one of the first things I put in my new house also. And, um, I did it, uh, the name of the painting is the crown is permanent. Yes. Yes. And I did that because, you know, I, I, you know, I don't have a partner, um, but I needed my own reminder. I need yeah. my own talisman that, you know, uh, it just something to help me feel grounded every day when I see it. Mm. And, and, you know, uh, I talk a lot about imposter syndrome and, um, you know, just, I don't know, I'm just, I'm anxious, I guess. <laughs> and I need, you know, these kind of daily reminders just to take a deep breath, Jody. It's all, it's all good. <laughs> No, I love that so much. I love that so much. And I know the piece that you're talking about too, and it's fucking incredible. And, and those are, that's what I'm talking about when like art has spirit, art has a deeper meaning than just, you know, looking pretty on a wall. Yeah. I feel like pretty is just dead space. I want, I want to be moved. I want to be reminded of something. I love that. I love that. And that's what, that's what, when we work together and that's, that's what we offer, you know, is, is the spirit added to the painting. Mm. Um, okay, so before you go, yeah. I want, I for our next guest, no idea who mm -hmm. it's going to be yet. Uh, I don't know if it's going to be an artist or, or it'll be somebody artistic for sure. Uh, what question would you like to ask them? Um, so this is 
inspired by a documentary I'm watching with the Dalai Lama and Archbishop Desmond Tutu. And they talk about joy and how these two people who have, you know, gone through a lot of hardships in their life, like truly like, um, by all means, they don't, they shouldn't be happy and they shouldn't be joyful, still find joy. And so I want to ask, what do you do to cultivate joy in your life? I love that. I can't wait to, to ask that question and to, to see what the answer is going to be. Well, thank you for joining me. It's always a delight. I feel like I could talk to you for hours. Um, please tell our listeners where they can find Dr. Kathleen Funk. Thank you so much, Jody, for having me. They can find me on social at acupuncture, that's A-C-U-F-U-N-K-T-U-R-E, or at Dr. Kathleen Funk, which we'll have it in the links, um, for my clinic here in Houston. And um, the practice portal is going to be at acupuncture.com. Awesome. And, and yes, we'll put all of that in the show notes. Thank you so much. And if anyone Thank is you, interested... Love. If anyone is interested in joining us, um, it's the, we're going to release the positions or the positions. <laughs> that sounds kind of <laughs> weird. <laughs> we're going to release release the positions. Release the positions. <laughs> um, we're going to release the spots in just a few days. So go to the link in the show notes and get more information ASAP. Thank you, Dr. Kathleen. Back to you. Thank you. <laughs> 